What up, ladies and gents? <laughs> it is hump day, hump and day. we got a guest all the way from Malaysia. So if we got internet connections, you've been warned ahead of time, but here we go. go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right. <laughs> it is intro fire time. Hey, it is it. that time. All right. All of you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review, and help other like-minded business owners find value from our guests as we rise, rise up in those podcast rankings. We will sincerely appreciate it. All right, we are so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest on the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today is in a very niche market, but those of you in the medical equipment and device industry will really want to tune in today. There's a lot that goes into the kind of B2B business to business sales that our guest is involved in on a daily basis. When hospitals, large and small, need devices and equipment, there's no time to waste. Our guest has spent 17 years perfecting his craft and finding creative financing solutions for hospitals in need of medical equipment and devices, also helping the manufacturers of those devices get their products off the warehouse floor. Tune in today to find out what tips and tricks our guest has learned over the years and how you can apply those lending tactics to finance your next big deal. Joining us today, as Hernan said, out of Malaysia... From Dow Financial Solutions and CreatorsLearn.com, welcome to the show, Jermaine Cheetah! Jermaine, welcome, welcome to, to the show, show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. You guys sure as hell have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea, man. Who wants to listen to a boring show? Right? I hear you, man. I hear you. I love it. Yeah, I, I, if our thing was uh, if you if you watch a lot of the people who are hopping on in this podcast space, they started in March, right? We had to go through our hiccups. Listen to our first episodes; they suck, dude. There's no energy, <laughs> and we're like just kind of you know talking, and then we had video, had no thing. So we decided we wanted to step up our game. 583 episodes in, we had to get better at some point, right? So <laughs> had to kind of figure it out. Had to figure it out. So Jermaine, tell me a little bit about yourself, man. What are you doing out in Malaysia? You live out there? Well, during COVID, I am. Uh, I was traveling. I travel most of the year, so I was kind of, you know, traveling through Hong Kong and Thailand. And uh, COVID kind of locked everybody down. I was like, well, I could go back to the states if I wanted to, but it doesn't seem all too great there as far as COVID or just some of the nonsense that's going on in general over there. So I was like, hey, I'm just going to chill in Malaysia or maybe somewhere else in Europe once things start opening up a little bit. So. Um, with my business, I can work from anywhere in the world as long as I have internet. So it's good to go. Man, the internet made that world a lot smaller place for sure. So uh, you, in your in your type of work, so you've been traveling all over the place. Is that part of the sales uh, aspect of your business? Well, in the States, I travel quite a bit just for you know meetings and trade shows and all that stuff. So I do travel quite a bit in the States. But um, with my business, really, it's a digital business. So as long as I have the internet and email and I can send documents and talk to people either over the phone or uh, on email or LinkedIn, I don't physically need to be there. So 
Um, this is kind of a new wrinkle with, you know, COVID and allowing me to kind of work from anywhere. So a lot more freedom now. So tell me what, what is it that you're doing that allows you to be mobile like that? So all I do is connect, uh, you know, business buyers and sellers using our financing. So, you know, a lot of doctors, they always need the latest cutting edge equipment in order to get the best care. And the biggest hiccup usually is over the seller. The equipment device seller is the price, them trying to come to a, a, a agreement on pricing. And so my simple loans and financing allow that to happen. So the sellers win, the buyers win, the, the patients win, everybody wins. And uh, it just makes it seamless and easy because, you know, obviously 50 grand is a lot more uh, tougher to swallow than 500 bucks a month, especially when it's tax deductible. So it's not a difficult sell. It's just connecting the two individuals. And I just go after the really the, the device sellers um, so they can introduce me to their network of people. So if, if I'm hearing you correctly, you go up to people who have a product to sell that a high ticket item, right? And it, rather than them limiting the pool of people that they can buy from, because those people are only people who have that kind of liquid cash available or those lines of credits available, you come in and give them the financing option so that they can sell this high ticket item at a monthly rate. Exactly. That's cool, then. That's that's awesome. You're the green guy. You're the money man. The money man gets. Yes, sir. Dude, I saw I saw this guy. On that's what I'm talking about, right? I saw this guy on TikTok, and and all he did was uh was he people would roll up in nice fancy cars, and he would ask them like, "What do you do?" Almost every single person that was that that actually answered the question was in some sort of financial sector, something that had to mm. do with capital, like capital financing, with premium financing. Uh, so tell me, how'd you get into that space? Like who, who thinks about, Hey, you know what? You got something to sell. You got something to buy. Let me be the green in between. Well, the funny thing about it is people with money are either in two things. They're in sales or they're in finance. And ideally you can combine both of them. Cause really, if you think about finance, it's really sales. There's, there's 99% of it's sales. 1% is finance. I mean, literally if you can calculate a tip for your waiter at the end of a meal, you can do the financing. I do It's simple as hell. Um, hmm. How I got involved in it, I mean, I used to go after the doctors directly. So I was making 300 cold calls to doctors directly. And it just wasn't feasible long term for me to keep doing that because, you know, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. making 300 cold calls and having 290 no's um, doesn't feel too good. So I flipped the script on that and started calling the actual equipment uh, sellers. And I knew I could call, you know, 30, 40, 50 of those guys or girls and they would have a network of hundreds of doctors they talked to directly all the time. So I was just started leveraging their network. It was just a smarter way to operate. And so now I'm having repeat business and I'm not chasing anybody. They're chasing me. That's, nice. I mean, that's, that's exactly what, uh, you know, we did here with the po whole podcast thing. Uh, I, I was in the same boat. I was like, I'm tired of trying to get people on this five minute sales call. Everybody keeps saying no, 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 no. But if I invite you on a show and I'm like, Hey, let's talk about your business. All of a sudden, those same people are giving me 30, 45 minutes of their time. It was it was great to reverse that value add. You went after, you know, instead of going after the buyer, you're like, well, let me talk to the seller. I tell people in real estate to do the same thing all the time. Yeah, you can work with buyers and working with buyers is great. But really what you want to go after is the sellers because at the end of the day, a buyer may or may not buy, but a seller, a seller will sell. For sure. Exactly. And you get to leverage their network because just, you know, like, for example, real estate. You're buying a house, what, once every five, 10 years? Mm -hmm. If you talk to the sellers, they have sellers that are talking to buyers all day, every day. So you have a bigger pool to make deals done. So it's a great way to go about it.
what what has changed in your life? So you used to go after the buyers, didn't have much success. You flipped the script on it, and now you're going after the sellers. Uh, I mean, to me, just in the few minutes that I've gotten to know you, your life sounds so much more fantastic. I mean, you literally, you're like, eh, I'm just gonna just drop off in Europe, maybe. You know, I don't know. I'm gonna pop <laughs> off this part of the planet. No big deal. What's life it's been cool, like nice after? Yeah, after you switched the way you do business. Well, this is my my growth exploded through the roof and I wasn't a slave to the desk, you know, before nice. you'd be at the office all day and all night because you're just a slave to it. Cause you have to make all these calls. And then I use this leverage tactic. Now I have all this free time. I could go to the gym. I could travel. I could do whatever the hell I wanted. Cause I use leverage to free myself and I could have all this free time. So, I mean, now, like, like I said, I, my day is probably two hours of work, maybe if I'm lucky. And the rest is just, you know, golfing or going on walks or playing tennis or going to the beach or whatever I want. Dude, that's got your victory dance. Well, I got it right here. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> too good. It, it sounds fantastic, but I, I'm, I'm worried that when, when, uh, when we talk about stuff like that, that there's some people who are going to think that it was easy to get to that point. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the struggles you had getting to where you are? Well, it's, I mean, sales is a hustle, man. You got to talk to a lot of people and you got to figure out what your authentic voice is too. Like, you know, there's always gimmicks about, you know, use this script or say this then and whatever. Like you have to figure out what works for you. And it takes kind of a lot of trial and error to figure out mm -hmm. what that is. And so for me, it was part of it was those 300 cold calls to figure out like, what's my voice? What's my niche? I called all different types of industries. For me personally, I just meshed well with the medical industry. They're professional, they have good credit, they have money, they care about the bottom line, they just get things done. And I just didn't mesh with other industries. I'm not saying other people can't have success in those industries, it's just not my personality type. I'm kind of this cut to the chase, get to the point, just get this done. Um, and so I had to go through the fire calling auto automobile, you know, uh, industry and like auto shops or you know, video production companies or you know, restaurants, and I just wasn't a good uh fit for me. So you gotta go through the fire and it is a hustle. I mean. You got to put in the hours and put in the work, but once you, it's like a well, you got to pump really hard at the beginning, but once you get the well pumping, man, you just keep your hand on it real light and easy and it just keeps producing income for you. So it takes time, hmm. but uh, nothing worthwhile doesn't, isn't easy. So, you know, put in the work and it'll make it happen. So uh, help me, help me break down some of that work. Like, I mean, beyond the calls, what other stuff were you doing to prepare yourself to get yourself in a position? Cause yeah, taking a lot of swings and going up to bat is great. Uh, but if nobody's teaching you how to connect, how to make that, that, uh, the contact or do some of the stuff on the behind the scenes, you know, th then, then you, you can go up and strike out, you know, a hundred times and never get it any better. What, what are some of the, the like tips, strategies, mentors, books, stuff that you got into that kind of helped shape your mindset and keep you going? Because 300 calls a day and getting told no to have that, uh, you know, that mindset to keep going, what, what kept you there? Yeah, I mean, the way I thought about it is I have to work harder on myself than I do in the business. And so, you know, I would be there from six to six, but go home and work on myself, you know, read books. Uh, listen to sales podcasts or, or sales books or sales videos, whatever it took to make me my mindset think, okay, resiliency, um, grit, and how can I be a better salesperson? And when you come to realize sales is not like a shtick, it's just you being you and people are going to resonate with that energy. And it's just, like I said, it's just trial and error and putting in the work. But the most important thing is working more on yourself than you do on your business. And you'll see way more fruit from that.
Help me, help me get a comparison. Uh, where was Joe? What was Jermaine at when he started, and what's life like compared to to where you are now? When I started, I was scared. <laughs> I was timid. Uh, I didn't think anybody wanted to hear from me. I didn't think anybody would understand me. I, I used to think one of my worst qualities was uh, I had no communication skill. So it was something that I always kind of had to defy this and say, "Hey, is this true? How about I go into sales?" That's going to tell me the truth if it's true or not. Because if you can't communicate, then you can't sell. So I went into sales, and so I was I was timid. I was scared. I didn't know um, who's going to buy from me. Like, why would they listen to me? Um, and so then I I tried that and see how it worked. And um, I always feel like you got to follow your fear. And when you follow your fear, you break through those nice. barriers that you thought were your limitation. And um, that, the beautiful part about life is that's how simple life is. Literally, fear is telling you which direction to go. And if you decide to go the opposite way of fear, then you're just going to be a weak, feeble, small person with no abundance. But if you do follow your fear, that's where the beauty is on the other side of it. Because fear is just a figment of your imagination. It's not a real thing. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> exactly. Now the the um <clears throat> the fact that people fall prey to their fear that they decide to, you know, I'm not going to work out because I'm afraid that I'm going to be sore or uh, I'm not going to go on a diet because you know what, Jack in the box is right around the corner or whatever. You know, they, like everybody has a, a reason or excuse why they don't take that extra step. And yet here you are uh, just basically telling everybody, look, it's not really that difficult. I wasn't good at it before I got better. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't proficient in the, in that medical language, but I learned it. I developed as an individual. Um, when you, when you're, when you're in the grind of things, when you were, when you were first getting started, uh, and, and moving in that direction, did you have any goals? Like, did you set anything specific that you wanted to achieve? Like maybe, you know what, I'm going to get to a point where I'm a Lamborghini. I'm going to get to a point where I'm traveling around the world. Like, was there anything specific that you put in front of you, like a vision that you had to, uh, to kind of guide you? Yeah. I don't believe in goals at all. Only thing I believe in is vision. Um, I think goals hmm. are for losers, to be honest with you. So I, I always had a vision and I have, um, timeframes. So when I first started, I said, I'm going to give this a year, no matter what, because, you got to give it enough time to see if it works. So I said, I'm going to give it a year, give it balls to the walls as hard as I can to see if this works out. And, and based on that, then I'll reassess in a year from now. But I had a vision of what I wanted my life to look like and not really a, a specific goal, but like, what did that, how did I show up in the world? You know, how did I walk? How did I talk to people? Um, what did I wear? Who were the people I hung out with? What kind of food did I eat? What kind of car did I drive? What, and not really like the specific brand of car, but what did the car make me feel? like and mm. he, i felt it viscerally and so i'd wake up to these um visions of what i want my future to look like and as i went through my day i acted as if i was already there and people respond to you in a different way because they actually say hmm there's some energy about this cat that i don't know but let's talk to him you know what i mean so um that's i always use vision um as my catalyst aka goal i guess you'd say but it was a thing i wanted to um, grow within and what it is, all my visions have came true in my life. It's like, I've always wanted to live on the beach. The, the beach is right here. I'm watching the sunrise. Um, I've always wanted to travel the world. I always wanted all the money I wanted. I always wanted, you know, freedom uh, to, to have my day scheduled the way I wanted it. I wanted autonomy. So everything I've ever had a vision for has come to reality. And even today, I have visions for new stuff I want to create and become. And I just keep living my life as if that's already happening. Like, 
us in the podcast right now. Who I never thought five, 10 years ago I'd be on a podcast, but here I am. Mm-hmm. True that. Well, how about uh, how about who you're surrounding yourself with? Like when you were first getting started, obviously you probably couldn't have surrounded yourself with the people you are surrounding yourself today. But in that life that you see yourself uh, living, are there certain people that you want to associate with, certain people that you want to listen to, certain people that you aspire to be like? Yeah, the people I really associate with are creators. You know, there's two types of people in the world. I don't see black and white. I don't see male and female. I don't see Democrat, Republican. I don't see American, Chinese. I see creators and I see victims. That's it. So I like people that create their future today. And that's one type of people I mess with. So whether it's a book, it's a podcast, I just consume, consume, consume creators information. And then every Sunday, what I do is I do a detox day where I have no digital uh, devices, no computer, no phone, no books, no nothing, just a pen and a paper. And I kind of disseminate all the information I took in over the week and decide like, hmm. what's the good shit? I always have a model like the good shit sticks. So I just kind of think of right now, like what, what really stuck with me this week? What's the important stuff? So I'm going to have like a minimalistic approach to life. So it's simple, easy, and fun. And I can really just go that direction that I know is the most important because the good shit sticks. I like that. I like that. That's I mean, awesome. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm doing it with daily journals, but just to kind of like detox at the end of the week. I mean, I, I like to do it on Fridays, kind of reflect on, okay, what worked, what didn't work, but you're taking it to a different level. It's not, you know, yeah, you're, you're probably assessing throughout the days, you know, what worked and what didn't work. Uh, but you're also saying, look, I, I'm a product of all these things that are surrounding me, right? I'm a product of what I heard. I'm a product of what I saw. I'm a product of what I read. Uh, and, and I like that concept of the good shit sticks. Cause all of a sudden you're like, you know, there's there's sometimes where I have cliche lines that pop up in my mind or or that I say on the show, and I can't always think back who who actually said that, right? I can't always remember that. But all I know is that that was good and it's gonna stick in my mind and it's become part of who I am. So, you know, identifying those things uh, is is amazing in and of itself. And it looks like it's done some great things in your life. Tell me a little bit about creators learn. What's that all about? So Creators Learn is a platform that we put together uh, over the last year, and it's really a place for people that consider themselves creators that want to create their own future today and take action today for them to learn about you know business opportunities, mindset um, opportunities, things just to better their lives, to give them tools and resources so they can further their creative endeavors. And like, for example, like myself, I didn't get here by myself. People taught me a lot of this stuff. I learned about it at the library and through books and through podcasts and through all types of different mediums. So it's, this is a place for people that consider themselves creators to learn different things. And the first thing we put on there is our course that shows people exactly what I do for a living, how to copy it and do it. It's called the business finance blueprint. And so it is a step-by-step -step course holding people's hands really as long as they do the work, they can emulate my life to a T because they'll learn exactly what I do, my methodologies, my tactics, my scripts, everything. That's a, that's amazing, dude. The, the, the fact that you have it laid out, um, I think a lot of people have this opportunity in front of them. They just don't actually take advantage of it, right? So, for example, there are successful people all over the place, right? Successfully excludes. There are people who are great real estate agents. Jose, for example, great real estate agent, right? There are people who are doing it, that are, that are hitting the ground and running with it. They just don't always turn around and kind of write down their processes and procedures. You took that mm -hmm. extra step. Um, I'm now, and I'm wondering, when you're taking that extra step, did you design the course 
to be able to sell it? Or when you were doing it, you were just kind of jotting down, this is what I do on a regular basis to kind of fine tune your process and then realize, hey, somebody else might benefit from this. Really, when we first put this down, pin the paper, it was to get our um, SOP, standard operating procedures, down to a T because we were hiring people on uh, virtual assistants while I'm traveling around the world. I need this taken care of back in the States. And so we needed them to know specifically, like point by point, step by step, what do we do when X, Y, and Z happens? And so as we were getting this buttoned up and really tied down over the last year, we've always had people asking, you know, what do you do and how can we get involved? And so it's like, if people keep asking you for something, it's like, give them what they want. And so we started saying, we should put this into a course where we actually teach people exactly what we do because now this lifestyle we live is crazy. Like, I, I, you know, it's, there's no reason anyone should ever be in a cubicle or stuck in the States if they don't want to be there or any job they hate or boss they hate. There's no reason in 2020 for this to be happening. So if I have a solution that works and people can emulate it, I, I would be um, doing a disservice to humanity not to share it. And so that's what we decided to do is like, let's put together a course, um, make it super easy for people to sign up and do it. Dude, and, and I'm going to I'm gonna use this opportunity to do a little plug. Ladies and gents, we got a second show that's going on. It's called the Insurance Bro Show. Make sure you guys check it out. It's daily as well. That's me. That's him. You know, when you, when you were talking about doing your SOPs, it's so funny because I feel that's like, it, yeah, that's, that's James. James. James is our systems guy, right? I'm the guy who's like, dude, we should do this and this and this. And he's like, okay, cool. And then he kind of lays it all out. Literally right now. As we speak, happen. Yeah. And literally as we speak, we have a value letter uh, laid out for our insurance agency, right? Getting somebody who maybe just wants to dabble in insurance all the way to, we're going to come in and set up your entire agency for you. Uh, and, and as we're creating all this stuff, we have turned to our SOPs as part of our training manual that we're putting out. And we've developed it. Well, I can't say we, James developed the SOPs to, so that our business operates 100% autonomously without any other person operating. Everybody has knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Any tips or strategies that you can help give us in, uh, in trying to turn that into something a little bit greater, a little bit beyond itself. How can we, how, how do have you used those SOPs? Uh, how have you handpicked the certain SOPs to be put in your course? Well, really everything in the SLPs in the course, because we're teaching people like whatever I'm doing or, or um, people on my admin side or funding or credit side, whatever they're doing, they're recording it uh, on, on Zoom or write, having it written down as well, making flyers, making PDFs about it. So there's checklists, there's step one, step two, step three. So whatever you do in your normal business operations, write it down, record it, uh, uh, document it. And so that way it's already done because you're already going to do it in your day-to-day -day operations. I'm already going to make a cold call. I'm already going to do a, a LinkedIn uh, message. So I should record how I go about doing that, mm -hmm. how I use my um, technology tools or um, you know whatever I'm using, my email templates, just record it. And so you have it done because I want to give people the entire picture of exactly my so they can use it. Or if they want to modify it, great, whatever fits their personality. But um, really just record and document whatever you're already doing and give people everything. Don't hold back anything because you never know what's going to resonate with somebody. Some people think, oh, it's not that important. But it, it could be the thing, the catalyst that makes people really successful. Because um, the way I feel is 
my business model, anybody can do it. You don't need any finance background. You don't need any sales background. You don't need anything except for a little hunger and be okay talking to people. That's it. So you're not worried about anybody stealing your stuff. You're not worried about putting out too much information. You're not worried about proprietary, uh, you know, whatever, like somebody's going to steal it. You're like, go ahead, take it, do it. I want you to see it. Yeah, I, I want people to be successful. So, I mean, they're, they're going to obviously pay for the, the course and the information, but I, I, I don't care because mo- the truth is 99% of the people don't shit. It's just the truth. Mm-hmm. The one percenters, if they go do something with it, Good, great. I, I hope they do something with it. I'm begging people to do something with their life because yeah, we're all gonna die. <laughs> like, what do we? You get it? Or just you might as well die today because what are you doing? There's nothing to fear. Just go get it. Make it happen. Live the life you've always wanted to live. And so, it, so I just wish. Hopefully, we can get that down from 99% to like, I don't know, 50% of the people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the problem is action, man. I, it's always been the case. Like I, I can tell people all the time, like, this is what you have to do. And I think the, the worst thing I ever said in that sentence was do because they don't do. Most <laughs> people are, are afraid to take that action. James and I used to have this conversation and we still have this conversation mm-hmm, quite sometimes often. Uh, what goes first, the mindset or the action? And he's always been of the, of the type of person who's like, Hey, you know what? I need to get my mind right. And then I'm going to take action. And I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, nah, I take action and my mind will follow me. You know, once I, once I get the action, right. And over time, after having that conversation over and over with multiple people and, and with him, I realized that everybody's a little bit different. And I'm wondering for you, what's been your, uh, what's been your MO? Is it mindset first? Is it uh, action first? Um, action first, without question. Because action first, then the body follows. Then you get motivated all of a sudden. I don't know about you. I go to the gym. I don't want to do any bench press. I don't want to do nothing. But as soon as I do this one little set, then I'm like, okay, yeah, this now I'm ready. If I make mm-hmm. one cold call, I didn't want to make that cold call, but actually, oh, the guy was nice. He actually said, send me some information. Great. Now I have some momentum. So for me, that that my mindset comes after the action. And actually, I, I started building confidence because I did something I didn't want to do. The fear did not hold me back. And so my mindset gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So without question, for me, it's action first. I got asked, uh, I was a guest on, a, on another podcast, and I got asked, uh, when you don't feel like doing anything, what is it that you tell yourself, right? And so I, I, what I tell myself, it might not be what works for you, for anybody else, but this is what I tell myself. I'm sitting there and it's, you know, 4.30 in the morning and I'm getting ready to start doing my pushups and my sit-ups and I don't feel like doing it. I just look at, uh, you know, I'm looking at the mat and I'm like, quit being a little bitch. And that's it. That's what I tell myself. And then I just do it. Right. And then, and then that works for me and it might be degrading to some people, whatever. It might not be something you tell yourself, but for me, that works. What do you tell yourself to get past that uncomfortable part? That part where you just don't feel like doing it. You know, you have to, but you don't feel like it. What's, what do you, what's that internal dialogue? So I said a couple of things. Uh, one of them is, you know, quit being a little bitch. Like you're acting like a little bitch right now. And I'll tell that to myself or, uh, sometimes, um, think to myself, like, just get started. Just the smallest step, like just do one push up. just do mm-hmm. one pushup. And if you do that one push up, then you can be done. But I know, like I was telling you earlier, the momentum's going to be like, oh, I'm already down here. Let's do two. Let's do three. Next thing you know, you're at 20 set, set number one's done. Okay. Now I'm going to keep it moving. So, um, that's another thing. Just what's the smallest thing, but really the best uh, thing I use is I ask myself, like, what would this look like? And how could I make this simple, easy, and fun? 
Like, what would it look like and, and, and actually kind of visualize it? And I'd be like, well, I guess I would just, you know, get down. It's simple. So I could just get down right here and do a push up. That's simple. And what makes I don't have to do any research. I don't got to go on the Internet to figure out how to do a push up. I know how to do it. Just do it. Simple, easy. And how can I make it fun? Uh, I don't know. Let's put on some uh, Jay-Z and some Kanye. And mm-hmm. now it's fun. So you got to figure out ways to manipulate your environment to make it simple, easy, and fun. Visualize it and then emulate your visualization and just do it. It could be the same thing with a cold call. Like, I don't want to call this guy, but how can I make it simple, easy, and fun? Well, okay, he lives in Tennessee. Uh, let's talk about the Titans. And then, like, f- find something fun to talk to him about. Get your energy up. Like, make it simple, easy, and fun, not like it's hard, difficult, and uh, miserable. So I kind of play mind games with myself doing stuff like that. But number one and number two are the easiest because you just just – do the first quickest, simplest step or um, quit being a bitch. Just make the phone call. <laughs> that's, dude, that's the biggest thing for me. And and the cool thing is I'm not, I'm never going to get offended with myself. <laughs> I'm not going to get mad at myself. I'll always feel better afterwards. I, the, you know, the, the idea of running when it's still dark over here sucks, but when I'm done, I feel great. Like I'm grateful that it happened. I'm just, I'm thankful to myself that I took that action that was necessary. I've, be, I've made myself that much better. I feel good. I'm ready to take on the day. Uh, you know, in before we head out, cause we're running out here, uh, running low on time. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, and for our listening audience, make sure you, you, uh, you describe out what, you know, websites or, or how to get a hold of you. Yeah. So the best way to get in contact with us is at creatorslearn.com. Um, or you can find me on LinkedIn. I don't do a whole lot of social media just cause I like my life simple and easy and fun. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and who knows that might, that might change in the future if I have someone handle it for me, but uh, yeah, LinkedIn or uh, creatorslearn.com. They can find out about the course. Um, we sign up for the webinar and we can go through kind of the, more of the details and decide if it's a good fit for them if they want to invest. And I'm going to steal a little line from James's show. Uh, if you were starting brand new as an entrepreneur, what are a couple books that you would recommend uh, people read that, that kind of got you in that momentum to get started? Um, if I was a brand new entrepreneur, uh, I think it, the one that really had a huge impact on me was Unleash the Giant Within, Tony Robbins. Mm, um, nice. it, it just it, it woke up my mind to like, these are all these fucking ideas that are holding me back. And it's not a real thing. Um, that's a great And then, uh, what's another good one? Um, I do like Zig Ziglar View from the Top. Mm. Um, you know, it's just like, he keeps it so simple as language and like just the way he conveys this idea of... Um, here's the steps to get your sales in your life where you wanted to go. Um, and here's the view from the top. Dude, Zig is one of the most charismatic speakers ever. It's no wonder that that guy was an amazing uh, sales rep. I mean, that guy, I, I have a, I forgot. It's a Ziggler book and I don't know what it is, but it's on audio and it's like 16 hours long. And I've listened to it like three times, dude. I mean, the, the way he talks to people and the way he just tells you, you know, exactly how you describe sales. It's just you. You're literally providing a solution that somebody has a problem to. How do you present that? It's, it's the simplicity of what he's talking about. Dude, yeah. Jermaine, it's been an amazing time talking to you. Thank you very much. I know you're up early. What time is it over there? Um, it is 7.40 a.m. So I, I, I'm like you, man. I get up like at... I get up like at 4 a.m. So I'm, I'm an early bird. So it's not a big deal. Nice. Hey, one, one more one more book I was thinking about that's really key is The One Thing um, mm. by Keller. I think it's the Keller Williams guy. Um, uh, it's so important the... because it's the, the – is it Keller Williams, right? 
I, I think he is the the big red book, but I think the one thing uh, I'm going to look it up right here. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Kelly Williams, the real estate guy, and his his whole thing is like focus on one business. Like people love to be serial entrepreneurs and have ten different businesses, but the truth is, if you focus on one thing, you can have all your dreams come true. It's like myself; I've only done this my entire life, nineteen years of equipment financing. That's it. I don't do anything else. So I perfected it, and I'm able to live this life because I didn't, I didn't disseminate and move all my focus to many different things. I just focused on one thing. And so that's, that's like one of the best business books uh, I've ever read in my life. The that was thing. Gary Keller. That was Gary Keller. Right? Gary, Gary, yep. Keller, Gary Keller. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Great advice. Again, thank you for hopping on the show. Internet held out, dude. I mean, we had a little yeah, yeah. here and there, but in little small spots, but uh, overall it held out really well. Ladies and gents, make sure you guys check out Jermaine's website, creatorslearn.com. Uh, let's get your ass in gear, ladies and gents. That's been my message all day today. Just get going. Stop being the car that's in park. Stop being the car that's in reverse. Stop being in neutral. Put your ass in drive and get out there and make something happen. Jermaine, thank you very Word. much for being on the program, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man. Keep having Ladies fun. Ladies and gents. <laughs> we always have fun, man. Make sure you guys yeah, give yeah. us a follow at Business Bros Pod on all social media platforms. And uh, rate, subscribe, review. We appreciate all the communication you guys have. If you're interested in being a guest, I do have a last-minute guest list. Our guest list books out eight weeks in advance. But if you're interested, you're an entrepreneur out there, you want to talk about what's going on, I'd love to hear your story. Businessbros.biz slash last minute and you might only get you know an hour sometimes maybe a day notice but you can jump the line and get on the show all right ladies and gents that's all we got for you guys enjoy the rest of your wednesday afternoon have a good one peace bye-bye and we're out see we always do this like now, now we're back and forth <laughs> thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.